Hey friends, welcome to The Pursuit of Spirit. Now, I recorded this episode earlier, some of you may have seen it, but I was outside and I was cold, I was kind of distracted and out of my element, and so I've decided to re-record this because it's so important. Um, It's such a crucial point to anybody that is an earnest seeker, anyone that truly wants to awaken and truly has that sort of thirst in their soul for truth. I think that this video will will really help you because it wasn't until I understood this that awakening clicked for me and it became very clear. Now, what I want to talk about is basically that the sort of witness mentality of I am not my thoughts, I am not this, I am not that, that that mentality is actually holding you back. And I think that you can actually dispose of that altogether because it's not actually true. It's not actually a true representation of what awakening or enlightenment is. Now, I said in my earlier video that there's no mistake that every mystic and sage for the past 5,000 years has used the words, I am, right? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. Nisargadatta Maharaj said, I am that. Ramana Maharshi said, I am the supreme reality. And What's so profound about that is that they're keying in on the truth that you are, right? You exist. And the problem with the sort of witness mentality of, I am not my thoughts, I am not this feeling, right? While that may be helpful initially to somebody that is very lost in thought, it's actually counterproductive to the later stages of awakening because what's true about a thought or a feeling is not that it's what you are essentially, but it's also not that it's separate from you, right? So when you're saying that I am not this thought or I am not this feeling, you're creating a duality where there actually is none. And so what really helped me was actually getting rid of of this sort of witness idea and really investigating my direct experience. What is true? Well, what is true is what all mystics and sages have been saying. It's non-dual, right? It's one thing. And so I think keying in on this truth that you exist and you are here and it's possible to comprehend what that is, I think that that sort of angle and that pathway can actually produce much more real, tangible fruit, spiritually speaking, than the sort of netty netty method of I am not this, I am not that. Now, again, I have no stipulation with anybody that teaches that technique or anybody that uses that to gain some separation from thought and and sort of regain their grounding. But you have to notice that it's ultimately not true, right? That thought that's appearing in the awareness that you are isn't actually separate from you. And that's the key. The key is that anything that you perceive, anything at all that exists, exists within you. Now, what you are, that's a big question mark. And you can also fall into a trap of thinking that you can't know what you are or that if you think you know what you are, that somehow that's a delusion. But notice, when we're talking about awakening, we're not talking about believing or thinking about what we are. We're talking about investigating it directly in your direct experience. So, of course, if you have tons of beliefs about yourself, you have tons of beliefs about how you're a starseed or how you're love or how you're infinite consciousness, right? As cool as those words sound, they can actually get in the way of the experiential realization 
that is the I am, right? And it's not nothing. <laughs> it, it, is a, it is a mind-blowing, revelatory recognition to, to be had. And if you haven't had that recognition, it could be because you're stuck in this sort of witness mentality of like, I am pure awareness and everything is not me, right? It's a sort of detached, uh, cold approach to awakening. And while there is some truth in that, right, you are awareness, the nature of awareness in that perspective is, what, is what's missing. And the nature, of course, is that it's non-dual. It actually includes everything. So what I've found is that in myself, when I was in this sort of witness mentality of like, I am not my thoughts, I am not this, I am not that. And what I see in other people is that it's kind of dry, right? It's kind of cold, it's kind of stale. And that's because it is detached, right? It's not fully immersed in the experience. And so the I am sort of is the it's sort of the coming back down of consciousness into form, right? Because it's like, oh, I am the thought, not me as an ego, not me, Victor, but the consciousness I am is literally what the substance of the thought is made out of, right? That's the substance of everything. Everything is this consciousness, right? And it's it's this sort of revelatory experience of non-dual consciousness um, that that really blows the doors open and, and shows you that the witness thing, while it can be helpful, again, at first, it's not really the end path, right? It's not really the end destination, if we could put it that way. Now, there's not really an end. And of course, you're here now, but you can really, you know, deceive yourself. There's so many ways to deceive yourself into thinking that you've somehow made it, uh, when really the, the true marker of if you've made it or not is when you have this sort of feeling of like, oh my God, this is it, right? That there, there will be no doubt. There will be 100% certainty that you're awake when you awaken. Um, and this is why people like Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life, and we're willing to die for that, right? It's because they absolutely knew what they were, right? Jesus knew he was the son of God. And he told people, you're the children of God. What did he mean? He meant that you are it, right? You aren't some detached witness that isn't anything and is sort of this, you know, in this twilight zone of nothingness. Um, you are reality. You're it. Um, and, and he was willing to die for that, for that truth, right? And for that certainty of that truth. And there's also a, a, a closely related story of a Sufi mystic called Al-Haraj. And he, he said, I am truth in like, Man, it was probably like super early 12th century, I would guess. I'm not really sure on the time frame. But he said, I am truth, and they hung him for it, right? So why would he say, I am truth, um, if it weren't for the absolute certainty that that statement was pointing to the ultimate reality? Because he knew, I'm sure, that if he said that, they, they would kill him. They would hate him for it. Um, and, of course, they did. So there, there's a very profound very, very profound pointer here, which is that awakening is really about realizing what you are here and now, right? It's not about thinking what you are or believing what you are, having an image or a thought or a mental abstract model of what you are, but the experiential realization of what you are, that I am, right? That reality of you here and now, that thing that's listening to my words and watching me, that thing, if you investigate it, and go deeply enough, 
will lead you into the kingdom of heaven. It'll lead you to liberation. And that's why it's so freeing. That's why it's so incredible is because it's so obviously clear, right? It's undeniable. (laughs) It's undeniable on every level when you have this awakening that it sets you free. It sets your soul free, right? Because it's so true that there's no there's no counter to it because it's everything and it, it, it envelops everything, of course, including you. So uh, we're kind of reaching the limits of language here, but I just wanted to share this because I got stuck in this sort of detached witness thing of like, I am not my thoughts, I am not this, and it really held me back from the the true realization that really put my soul at peace. Because what I noticed is that when I was in that sort of witness thing, I wasn't actually like happy. Like I always felt like something was missing and it was true. What was missing was the the knowledge of what I was. Not the mental intellectual knowledge, but the experiential knowledge, the experiential truth of what I was. When I grasped that, so to speak, that's a figure of speech. When I when I grokked that, right, it became so clear and that's when everything sort of settled in, truly settled in. That's when it felt like, ah, okay, I've arrived, right? This is home. This is home. There's there's nothing more than what is, right? And what is, of course, includes me. And it's not this detached witness thing. Um, so, so yeah, uh, I hope that helps. I hope that makes sense because this is this is very important. And I think it can help a lot of you that maybe have went through that beginning stage uh, of having that sort of, okay, I'm not my thought, you know, oh, there the thought goes, right? It's gone. I'm still here. Whoa, that's weird. Um, it can help you get out of that and back into the true awakening where everything you see is God. Everything you see is the divine light. And it's truly non-dual, not as a conceptualization, but it's truly an experiential lived reality that everything is one thing and that thing is what you are. (laughs) So I hope that helps. Peace. Hey, thanks for tuning into the episode. If you want to learn more, make sure to check out pursuitofspirit.com. There you can find the forum, the book list, guided meditations, courses, artwork, and much more. Peace.